Hey now, and welcome to the city off campus with your two favorite hosts, Sammy Sommerfeld and Jack McFarland. Today, we've got a special guest with us. We've got recent, uh, recently announced Iowa basketball transfer, Philip Rabacha on the podcast. Um, Philip, how's everything going with you? What's up? Uh, it's been good, kind of studying for finals next week. So that's the only bad part I'd say. Yeah, fair. We're in the same boat. So the first question I have to ask you is making the move from North Dakota to Iowa. What are you looking forward to? And like, you know, what are you going to miss about North Dakota? Oof. I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of things I'm looking forward to, you know, just playing in a big arena, playing in front, you know, a bunch of uh, a big crowd and whatnot, you know, but I also look forward to playing, uh, you know, with my new teammates, you know, I'm, I'm very excited to play with guys that have high, uh, very high level skills, you know, and uh, so those are the two main things I'll, uh, I'm looking forward to. And then the things I've missed from North Dakota is, you know, I, I built some special relationships here, you know, from my teammates, coaches, and even some fans, you know, and so I'm, I'm definitely going to miss, you know, playing with, playing in front of the fans here and playing uh, with my teammates here. So that's a, those are those are some things I've missed. So I want to go into we'll go into your career in North, North Dakota in a little bit, but I want to ask you what was the transfer portal like? What was that process for you? What was the recruitment process by different schools reaching out to you? Can you kind of walk us through that? And then like lastly, like on top of that, like how did Fran McCaffrey and Iowa basketball stand out in the decision making process? Uh I mean, the process was hectic. I'm not even going to lie. I had like midterms at the time and I was like overwhelmed and everyone was blowing my phone up, you know, from the mid majors, low majors, high majors, you know, everyone was blowing my phone up. Are you just getting like calls and texts all day? Is that what it's like? Literally. So, (laughs) because... The first time I went through this, I was when I was coming out of prep school, uh, North Dakota was my only offer. So I didn't get to go through this. And now going through this again, it was insane. And I'm just like, you know, it was fun, maybe the first hour. And then for the rest of the process, I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't know if I can do this, you know. And sometimes I'd really be like, all right, I'll call this coach back in like 30 minutes when I get some rest or get some work done. So that that's uh how the process went you know and i, I felt like I, I did a good job uh kind of like organizing my time and you know not wasting anyone else's time you know telling the teams that i'm not interested as soon as i could uh, and then why coach uh, mccaffrey stood out in iowa is just um it was a bunch of things you know the the vision they had for me you know and the the kind of trust we already built in such a short time i would say you know the he showed me a lot of basketball clips and showed me how he would use me in the game you know and i really bought into his vision of basketball you know and i really i really like it you know uh, i would say the basketball part is the major thing that stood out you know i want to be a part of part of something uh, and part of this system so i'd say that so with Iowa basketball, have you gotten the chance to really start talking to some of your future Iowa teammates at all or start building relationships with them? If so, um, can you kind of give us a little bit of insight on that? Uh, I haven't like built relationships with them. You know, we've all kind of like uh, introduced ourselves or whatnot over social media, uh, but nothing too formal, you know. 
Uh, I'm guessing I'm going to do that within the, the next few weeks because uh, I might be heading up there mid, mid-June, maybe beginning of June, who knows when. Um, so I'm guessing that's all going to be left until then. But yes, I'm very excited to meet them. So what have you, what do you know about Iowa City? Like, what do you know to expect? Like, you know, just the school itself, like, what is it that you know about Iowa? And what is it that you're looking forward to get to know more about being a student at Iowa as well as an athlete? Uh, I mean, there's, I'm gonna go be honest with you, I did not have the highest uh, opinion of Iowa. I've never been there. But you know, I have a lot of stories and what I've heard, you know, but you know, I can't, I can't really say anything because I'm from North Dakota. So I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I really can't have anything to say, you know, bad about it, I guess. Uh, there's been funny stories of my teammates going with, because uh, this year we had Sabian Sims, who's, who was from Iowa, and uh, he took a few guys down uh, to Iowa, you know, and I don't know, like, it wasn't organized or whatever. It was like last, I don't know when or whatever. They went there, and it was just a terrible trip for them. And so ever since that trip, I was like, Iowa, I don't know. After all these stories I've heard, I don't know about Iowa anymore. Uh, but, you know, jokes aside, I have a, one of my former teammates, Billy Brown. He's a graduate assistant at uh, SDSU. Uh, and he's from Iowa, but his sister works for uh, the compliance, I think, in Iowa, uh, at Iowa. So he, he's been at Iowa, in Iowa City a lot. You know, he told me all the greatest things. You know, it's a really cool college town and there's, you know, a bunch of places to go to eat and whatnot and see. So, you know, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to just experience, you know, a different, a different campus to say. Yeah, for sure. Like one thing I will say is if you ever need some recommendations on places to go, I think Jack and I are pretty good with knowing the places to go and the places to eat. We're, we're the, I think we're self-proclaimed experts there, but um, what is going to, I think Iowa fans really want to know, of course, obviously, like you said, you had a reputation of Iowa and things beforehand, but I think also too, Iowa fans kind of are like North Dakota. That's kind of random. So what is living in North Dakota like? And like, what's the college town like there? If there is one, like, can you kind of tell us a little bit about the experience of playing and living in North Dakota? I must say the weather is the worst weather you will ever experience. I'm like, I'm not even like joking. Like, I think a few years back or whatever, it was the coldest city in the United States, colder than anything in Alaska, which is insane. Um, So this, like, weather-wise, it's it's horrendous. There's no other way of putting, it. you know, there's like negative 60 with wind chill, negative 70 with wind chill. I don't know. It's just terrible. Uh, but, you know, apart from that, it's a really cool college town. I mean, I, I think we, pre- we have a lot of people enrolled. I think it's like 15, 16,000 people in the undergrad, you know, there's a bunch of places to go, a bunch of places to go eat. And there's like a downtown area. So uh, I mean, I'm guessing it's kind of like Iowa city, but on a smaller scale, so that's what I would kind of compare it, uh, I would say it's like. So uh, the only bad part of it really is the weather, I'd say. How did North Dakota come onto your map? And like, when did exactly you come onto North Dakota's map? Uh, so I just got done with prep school and I was like, where I'm going to go next? And no one really talked to me or whatever. I had a thing with my, I, went, I came from a British international school back in Serbia. And so there's, I had to do some tests to, in order to regain one of my years of eligibility. So I feel like, you know, 
a guy coming from prep school with only three years of eligibility, like made a lot of teams just, you know, turn away. Uh, but North Dakota had a, a Serbian assistant coach and, you know, us Serbians like to uh, <laughs> be close, I guess. I mean, I never knew the guy, but, you know, he wanted to help me out, I guess. And, uh, you know, he hit me up. He said he liked what, what I had to offer. And, you know, would you like, would you be interested in coming to North Dakota? And I was like, you know, I was trying to kind of like play it off. Like, uh, I'll think about it when I was like, yes, this is my only offer, you know? <laughs> uh, so after like three days of trying to keep my cool or whatnot, you know, I accepted my offer to North Dakota. That's how I, how I kind of got here. So how would you, how would you compare how you were as a player when you first arrived in North Dakota and how, and what you are as a player now? Uh, it was a big transition. It was, you know, I came in kind of like they kind of expected me just to be kind of an energy guy, I guess, you know, block shots, rebound, dunk the ball. And that's pretty much what I was the first year. I mean, I did shoot a couple of threes, but not, not too much, you know. Uh, and then slowly as, you know, the seniors left and I became a more, I don't know, a polished player. You know, I started off showing some of my other skills. And uh, so, you know, today, uh I don't know if I want to I want to want to say I lost my athletic ability I feel like I just haven't like I haven't taken good care of it you know us mid-major guys go through a lot you know with not the same resources high major guys throw, go through so I definitely think these three years have taken a toll on my body but you know I, I feel like I'm more finesse player now I know the ins and outs of the game a little better you know I know how how to get to my spots and what other guys are going to bite on. So, you know, I, I went from an energy guy to kind of like a finesse guy that knows the how basketball kind of works, five on five, I guess. How when you, you oh, were just oh. – I was just going to say, when you had just talked to uh, – talked about previously, uh, Coach McCaffrey had a vision for you inside the office. Do you know, like, or can you speak to it at all, like what he had in store, like kind of what your role or what he sees you doing? Uh, well, I don't want to, like – you know, say I'm going to be all this and that. Right. He showed me, he showed me a bunch of clips and he kind of showed me a versatile player, you know, that I can do a little bit of everything. If he wants me to post up, I can post up. If he wants me to face up from the mid post, I can do that. Shoot from the mid post. I can do that. If he wants me to run and transition, shoot, a, shoot threes, uh, set screens, set, uh, receive off ball screens. You know, he, he just kind of said uh, you can do all of these things. Cause you know, at six, nine, I feel like I could be, uh, a mismatch nightmare to guys that are too big and then I can stretch them out or guys that are too small, I can, you know, be in the paint more. So that, I feel like that's their kind of vision for me is just kind of using me in certain areas, depending on who's guarding me. How has having a dad that played in the NBA helped you along your journey? <laughs> uh, it's, it's been very helpful even though at times I'm just like, oh my God, like old man, like, you know, he's, he, he's very, very tough. It's a tough love between us. You know, I, even when I have like an amazing game, I could drop like, I don't know, 26 points. That was my career high, I think. And like uh, against you, against South Dakota and we won. And then he could be like, Hey, you could have done this here better. You know, like, I'm like, man, just tell me good job, you know? <laughs> Uh, so it's been tough, but like, I really appreciate him because after everyone lifts me up, he's the one that always th that's going to be there to pull me down to earth. And, you know, and it's very valuable to have a guy with that much experience, you know, uh, 
not just being an NBA, but being a, a Euroleague champion uh, and, you know, one of the best players in Europe at, at his time. So, you know, I really value his words. So it, it's been good, definitely. What was the basketball scene like for you growing up in Europe? And how did you kind of first pick up a ball? Obviously, your dad played professionally, so that had something to do with the interest. But, like, you know, were most of your friends growing up basketball players or were they into other sports? And, like, you know, what, what was that like? Uh, I would say definitely growing up, I was primarily the only kid that, in like, in my schools and everything, I was playing basketball, I guess. Uh, I mean, I had I had my teammates that were, at, uh, like, at basketball. That, I mean, of course, they played. But, you know, at school, no one really played basketball like me, I would say. And most of them chose other sports, you know, from soccer, tennis. Um, not, not, tennis is big in Serbia. But, you know, and then some of them didn't even play sports at all. So I wouldn't say uh, basketball is not very popular in Europe because in Serbia it is one of the, if not the biggest sport, you know, it was just the case that I, I didn't share a lot of, uh, a lot of friends that we share the same interest. So, you know, I just kind of did it by myself, you know, and <laughs> there was plenty of times where I had to tell kids, you know, I can't go out, hang out with you. I'm going to play basketball growing up. So, yeah, that's kind of the scenario, what it was like. What were their judgments when you would be like, I'm playing basketball? Would they be like, oh, cool? Or would they be like, oh, like, why is he playing basketball out of all the sports? Like, It wouldn't be like, why is he playing basketball? They understood it. You know, they kind of knew who my dad was and whatnot. But, like, they were more like, oh, this guy, he thinks he can be this. He thinks he can be his dad and whatnot. And I'm like, you know, that's – they didn't tell me that, but that's kind of what I – thought of their uh w w what they were thinking you know so that's kind of kind of sucks I guess but you know I I got through that through that period <laughs> and look at me now I guess <laughs> what was it like for you um going from Serbia living in Europe and all different places to moving to the U.S. like what were the adjustments going to prep school and stuff like that that you kind of went through uh, I wouldn't say I had the biggest adjustments because, you know, when my dad played in the NBA, I kind of grew up in the United States while he was here. You know, I learned English and Serbian at the same time. Um, so, you know, language is there, never a really big issue. You know, of course, there's cultural shocks, you know, slang and whatnot. You know, some people would say, I don't know, like when I first came back, people would say, I don't know what words and I'd be like, well, what are you talking about? I don't understand. Or, you know, I'll definitely say the biggest, the biggest thing, the cultural shock would be like ordering food here. Cause I remember I went to, where did I go to? It was like Qdoba or something, you know, and this lady was staring at me. Like I knew what I was supposed to do, you know, and she was just looking at like the rice in front of her and there's like three options and I don't know the names of any of them, you know, and I'm just <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? And she was not very nice about it. Uh, so, you know, just, just the way of life, the way people do, do things over here, you know, just like ordering food at Qdoba and, you know, I don't know, at other places and, and stuff like that. I would say that's, those are the two biggest things, you know, slang and just kind of like the way of life you guys do things around here. What, what's some slang that, <laughs> that like comes to mind right away that you just think is absolutely hilarious? Uh, I mean, if I told you, like, uh, I don't know, because I feel like I'm very used to it now. It's been how many years I've been in the States? That is you know, true. Like six, not even slang anymore. It's not. I, I use it now as well, you know. Uh, <laughs> but there are so many weird, weird, weird things, and I was just like, this doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now.
Over your years, what's been your favorite arena or city that you've ever been able to play basketball or just travel to? Uh, arena, oof, that was tough. I'd either have to say like Gonzaga uh, or maybe even like, this might be weird, but like Nebraska, because we beat Nebraska my sophomore year and it was in their new packed arena. And I don't know, they, they got into it after they, they found out there it was a tight game, you know? And so that's why I would say that's, Probably one of my favorite ones because it was loud, it was big, and you know, and we got the win at the end of the day. So I, I, I'd say that those two are the ones that stick out the most. So what is it like for you now? Kind of you're reversing roles now, where you're you were that mid-major player on the mid-major team coming in to play against the Big Ten schools, the Gonzagas, you know, that type of stuff. Compared to now, you're going to be on that Big Ten team playing the mid-majors. So what is that? like for you mentally, but also can you tell us through like the mindset you are in or you have been in with your team when you go up against a power five school? Like, are you in there to win? Are you there to compete? Like, what is the, what is it like? Cause we've never been able to ask that to anyone before. Uh, you know, my mindset is always a chip on my shoulder. Cause you know, I, I finished high school, no colleges wanted me. I finished prep school. No colleges wanted me. So I was always like, you know, like the underdog. And I always wanted to show that I can play at this level, you know. And so when we played Minnesota this year, we gave them a good game. But, you know, we didn't just go there just to give them a good game. We go in there like to win. You know, we want to shock the world or whatnot. And that's what we did in my sophomore year when we beat Nebraska. Yeah, okay, Nebraska didn't have the best team that year or whatnot. You know, uh, yeah. But, you know, we beat a power five school. Uh and now I would say kind of my mentality might shift a little bit towards being like, yeah, I was at one time where you guys were at, but, you know, I deserve to be here. So, you know, going on the court against all these mid-majors, I'm going to be like, yeah, this is why I deserve to be here. So, like, you know, we're, we're going to play. <laughs> I'm going to play my heart out. So that's kind of my mentality now going in there. So is it almost like a chip on your shoulder now to prove to other mid-major players where they might be like, why did I not get that opportunity like to prove to them that you deserve to be on the stage? Is that kind of what you're saying? But yeah, I'll say, yeah, to the mid-major teams, uh, I feel like we'll play next year. You know, that's kind of going to be my mentality. I'm like, yeah, I was on your spot, but, you know, I deserved it. I earned this, you know, and this is kind of like what I'm here to do. And then against, I, of course, we're going to play – other big 10 schools, you know, and I'm going to have to prove there that's that chip on my shoulder mentality is still going to be there. Like, yeah, like you guys kind of like had this the whole way through, but you know, uh, I'm coming up and I'm coming to prove myself. That's awesome. What do your friends and teammates at North Dakota think about the move to Iowa? Like you kind of touched on the jokes about Iowa and things like that, but like, you know, are they kind of sad because now they're like, we had this big 10 talent on our team and now we're missing, you know, that's a missing piece or friends leaving, or is it kind of like, Hey, go do your thing. Like we're with you, you know, that type of thing. It's definitely more of the second one. Like go do your thing. We're with you. But of course, you know, they're sad. You know, we all of course have the jokes. They're calling me a traitor and whatnot, (laughs) but it's all in good fun. Uh, But you know, I feel like this is not only, uh, like for the overall team, it might not like for North Dakota team and I might, might not be the best, but you know, this with me leaving, I feel like a lot of players now get their own chance to turn into like, you know, stars, I guess, you know, if they can do it, you know, and so now they have their own opportunity with me leaving, uh, 
you know, to, to show what they're made out of. So I feel like, you know, even though we might joke around or whatever, I hope some of them are actually happy <laughs> with me because now this means that, you know, they can, they can be in, in the spotlight and show what they're made of. And, you know, and I, I really hope that like all of them succeed and that like have visions for themselves being the best guy on the team. Uh, you know, so that's kind of how, how they see me leaving for Iowa, I guess. So going into now, you know, you're crunching out finals right now to kind of wrap up things in North Dakota, close that chapter and start your chapter as a Hawkeye. What, you know, you have the summer and then you're going to have the fall. Then next thing you know, it's going to be basketball season. What's the moment that you're envisioning to kind of push you as you train this summer and get better? Is it your first game at Carver? Is it your first Big Ten game? Is it a specific game on the schedule? Is it your first start or your first, you know, minutes off the bench, however they play you? Like, what is kind of the moment that you're like, this is the moment playing for Iowa that I'm just super excited about? Uh, I'll probably say the first home game in the Big Ten. Uh, I would say that's kind of going to be like the, the big one. I, I mean, you know, it's I'm all about rivalries. You know, there's a lot of rivalries in Serbia and whatnot, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of rivalries in, in the Big Ten and what and, you know, this kind of the how would I explain this like the, the there everything is like higher stakes or whatnot in the Big Ten so that's why I'm looking forward to playing there and then just being at home you know I want the support of of the of the Hawkeye fans you know just cheering us on so I would say that's kind of what's motivating me the most what's so this is a question I love asking our athletes that we have on the podcast is do you have a pregame routine or do you have any like things where like super like pregame superstitions or anything that you do um before every game or you know can you I don't know just wonder it's like I don't know I'm like very weird about that because like I try to think I think I believe I have a superstition and then it works for one game and then I try the next game and it would be like terrible and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I keep trying to switch them up so I can find one, but I just can't find one. But the one I've like kind of stuck is, uh, you know, after, after the anthem, I'll just kind of kneel down and, uh, you know, give a short prayer. So that's kind of, I wouldn't say that's kind of a rich, I mean, kind of a thing I do before every game, you know, I pray for everyone's health and safety. So that's, that's my one thing that I kind of always do. Cool. What's something that uh, a lot of people just don't know about you that you want to talk on Asian or just something that people wouldn't expect? Um, uh, like, are you able to juggle or something? I yeah, don't any know. hidden I, talents? See, or... here's the thing. Like, my, my fifth grade teacher, I love to ask it because my fifth grade teacher tried to teach everybody in class from the beginning of the year to the end how to juggle. And I think maybe two people got it. But that's something. Like, those people know how to juggle forever. I don't. I don't know if you do. That's true. No, I can't juggle. I'm terrible at juggling. Um, I don't know. I interesting. Maybe maybe some of someone might find this boring, but I play chess. So no way. I love to play chess. Actually, I yeah, probably not as good because I have I haven't been brushing up on my chess skills. But you know, I got the app on my phone and I like do a bunch of puzzles and like I, I play. I'm not I'm not that great at it, but you know, I've, that's something I like to do. When did you start playing chess? I learned, like, I was in the chess. Uh, there was, like, a extracurricular activity in my when I was in, like, 
middle school when I was back in Serbia. So that's when I started playing chess. And then, you know, there was times where I was like hooked on it and then times where I was not paying attention to it. And then, you know, it just kind of stuck with me always. So, you know, I just kept that app on my phone. I don't know for how long I've had it, but, you know, I just play it from time to time when I find interesting, when I'm, when I'm bored or whatnot. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how it all started with chess and me. <laughs> are, are there a lot of chess players in Serbia to begin with? Or is it just kind of a niche that not a lot of people are into it? And just, if you pick it up, you do. Uh, I would say like, you know, we're not really Russians, I guess. So then, you know, they, they love their chess, but you know, there's, I would say the younger generations know, but you know, there's definitely like, you know, in every park in Serbia, there's probably like the, the, the seats with the like a table or whatnot. And there's like older people playing chess. So I'd say, you know, probably the older generations play a lot of chess in Serbia, but not so much the younger ones. <clears throat> my so um, one of my final questions for you is it's kind of a two ended question. One, what is like your biggest career highlight um, that you've had so far, like a game, a moment, a shot? anything and then what is what are your goals going into your career as a Hawkeye like what do you want to achieve what are you hoping to do going into you know just summer workouts can you kind of give us a little bit of an idea of what some of your personal goals are and what drives you mm-hmm. uh I'd say my I don't know if I have any career highlights to say you know those well, let's say one thing that sticks out, out in my mind was uh I dunked on someone from Western Illinois and it was pretty crazy. And then <laughs> it was a one foot, like he, he had like, a, he had the momentum and he was uh, like, had three, four steps to try to block me. And he wasn't a small kid. I mean, he wasn't six, nine, but he was like five, six, five, six, six, I think. And I just caught the ball, took one step and uh, I threw it over him and I fell down and it was I end one foul. Like <laughs> that was pretty crazy. So that's kind of the dunk that always sticks out in my mind. Uh, but the video on the dunk is, is like choppy or whatnot. The Western, uh, the Eastern uh, Washington guys don't have great, uh, didn't have great cameras, I guess. <laughs> so that's kind of unfortunate. I still have, I have the tape, but it's not that great. Um, and then my kind of like goals for being a Hawkeye, you know, I have personal goals and team goals, you know, I, personally, I want to prove to everyone that I deserve to be here. You know, yeah, I'm not just a kid out of North Dakota who's an undersized big man or whatnot. They want to say, uh, I want to prove everyone wrong who thinks that way. Um, but as a team, you know, I have very high expectations for this, for this team. You know, they, they're coming off one of the best seasons ever, you know, with being, with having Luca Garza and whatnot, but you know, in my mind, I'm like, why not do it all again and maybe even improve? You know, I want to win the Big Ten championship, even though that might sound like crazy talk for a guy just coming up from <laughs> from the Summit League. But you know, I always shoot for the stars, so I'll kind of say those are my personal ambitions and uh, team team ambitions. That's awesome. So, like speaking of Luca, have you gotten a chance to speak to Luca at all about, you know, being a Hawkeye or was that a part of Fran's pitch where he brought in Luca to speak with you or anything like that? Or what's the relationship been like there? And what's it like coming in where, you know, that post area is very empty right now and you're going to be one of the guys to help fill that at certain points of the season. So like, what's that like for you to kind of come in and, you know, be one of the people to, you know, try to, you know, fill some of those shoes up a little bit. 
<laughs> well, currently I have the biggest shoes to fill. Oh, not just me, but you know, this is how I see it. I like, I have one of the biggest shoes to fill in the whole country. Like I'm, re I'm replacing a guy that's technically the player of the year. So <laughs> there's very high expectations behind that, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'm definitely in this with uh, Agandale and the, the movie, movie kid. So we, we definitely have a lot of work to do. Uh, but yes, I actually got uh, to speak with Luca before I committed to uh, Iowa. You know, he talked to me about coach McCaffrey. He talked to me about the assistants. He talked to me about the guys, you know, and why I, he feels like I would be a great fit for Iowa, you know? Um, you know, it was just, he just made me feel com more comfortable with picking and choo uh, choosing Iowa in the end. Um, and then, you know, of course, when I committed, he congratulated me and, and, and whatnot. So, you know, hopefully we'll still keep in touch, you know, hopefully I can ask him questions about this and that in the future, or, you know, maybe some parts of his game and what he feels like, I don't know, to do in these situations or whatnot, you know, so this is, you know, someone you can learn from because he, because of his status and what he's achieved at Iowa. <clears throat> so having that conversation with Luca, was that one of the things that really kind of stood out to you about Iowa when you were kind of evaluating other power fives and stuff like that? Was that kind of a swaying factor of kind of getting to hear about his experience, another big man who had success and that type of stuff, or was it just kind of another piece of the puzzle? Um, uh, no, I mean, I feel like it was a, it was a big thing. Not everyone in the, not every team, uh, but basically the, the Iowa was the only team that had the best player call, call me and say, what's up? You know, I had other guys reach out or whatnot, but you know, none of them had the status of, of Luca Garza. So, you know, when a guy with his, with his, the repertoire call, calls you, you know, you you really want to listen to what he has to say because you can learn a lot, you know, from from his, what he's talking about and his experiences. What kind of uh, input did your father have in any of this decision? Uh, I mean, he had a big, big input. He, uh, he was on every Zoom call that we had. You know, I didn't want to bother him with all these coaches or whatnot you know the time difference and then me calling him and his english isn't that great so you know that that's not a recipe for success uh but <laughs> he definitely talked to me about uh a lot about the positives and negatives about each program you know um and in the end you know he felt you know i was one of one of my top two choices so you know he said he doesn't he doesn't care where I go you know he said you can't really make a mistake with your with the top three you had um you know and he's gonna be proud of me wherever I go so he definitely just made it kind of clear of what are the positives and negatives of each and every program and their situations well it's it's definitely a positive for you for Hawkeye Nation for everybody that you're here now and can't thank you enough for doing this interview truly it's been an awesome time to get to know you talk a little about your journey uh for all of our listeners if you haven't already I'm sure you guys are already familiar good pods go ahead and download it if you want to find some good new podcasts uh Sammy and I are on there as well go ahead and follow us uh like always not the same time same place we will see you guys later